Hey listeners, this is your biohacker speaking, aka Katie. If there is one thing I dread, it is walking down the skincare aisle of my local pharmacy. There are just so many options to choose from, and I never really know if something is actually working. So that's why I reached out to Rachel Varga for some TLC and guidance through her one-on-one -on -one consultation. And honestly, there is just nothing better than putting your skincare regimen into the hands of someone you trust and who really takes the time to evaluate your skin type and then give you access to products you just won't find on supermarket shelves. Since I'm on camera almost all the time, I really can't afford to get a breakout or have my skin looking dry and flaky. Rachel's protocol has literally changed the texture and complexion of my skin to the point where I'm starting to get ID'd again, which makes you feel good at literally any age. So if you haven't booked your session yet, then head over to rachelvarga.ca to learn more. Coming up on Beauty and the Biohacker. If your skin is aging, if you're incurring DNA damage and senescent cells, which both of them are extremely cumulable in the skin, you are affecting your entire organism. You cannot have poorly functioning skin and have a optimally functioning brain, for example, or fill in the blank, whatever that is. Welcome to Beauty and the Biohacker, where we explore the latest tools and trends in self-care, aesthetics, and peak performance to help you live your most beautiful life from the inside out. I'm your co-host, Rachel Varga, a board-certified aesthetic nurse specialist since 2011 with over 19,000 rejuvenation treatments performed on thousands of patients. And I'm Katie Moore, a self-proclaimed biohacker with three years of self-experimenting in the space of health and wellness technology. I'm on a mission to help you achieve success without sacrificing your health or happiness through my YouTube channel, Katie Type A. So join us as we sit down with some of the biggest innovators in the health space, the movers and shakers of the wellness world, and unpack some of the biggest secrets in the skincare and longevity space. We are Beauty and the Biohacker, and we're thrilled to have you along for the ride. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode on Beauty and the Biohacker podcast. Katie and I are thrilled to share with you one of our quickly becoming a favorite humans. We have Amitai Eschel. He's an entrepreneur in the biohacking and beauty field. He has ex executive roles in the health, wellness, and beauty industry for over a decade, as well as being a business development consultant in the space. As co-founder and CEO of Young Goose, the biohacking skincare company, and host of the Young Goose's biohacking beauty podcast, Amitai has been making waves in his industry through education and innovation. Young Goose embodies his two passions, performance, optimization, and skin health. He is in a wonderful company here with products that boost the functions of natural rejuvenation processes in the skin. This is an exciting episode and welcome, welcome, welcome. Amitai Eschel, how are you today? Very good. So, so, so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. So we need to find out what happened to the old goose. <laughs> the old goose, that's, uh, you know, all all geese uh, look young. And that is why we're called young goose. They all look the same. Uh, when we were researching our first product, which is, uh, which is our kind of hero product, it's an NAD boosting cream. Uh, we had a flock of geese under our window in the lab. And 
literally we were, you know, we were there for five years. So we saw like three generation of geese. They basically just mature and all look the same. So, I mean, they just go away at some point and don't come back. But aside from that, yeah. they always look but this, great. But this product was not tested on animals. Just anybody out there, full disclosure. <laughs> From what no. I know of. Uh, the only animals it, it was tested on is us. Yeah. yeah. Consenting adults. Exactly. Humans. That's good to know. So tell us about the story and how you got into creating Young Goose, which is a biohacking skincare brand, which obviously, as you know, it's pretty clear, biohacking is missing out on the skin stuff. And I think it's just brilliant what you're doing, creating topicals to then have not only a topical cellular effect, but also, you know, potentially a little bit of a systemic effect too. So tell us about your story, the history of your product, product development, and how it is serving the biohacking community. Yeah, so it's a great question. And, and I think the, the way to think of skincare as a biohacking tool, because it is a biohacking tool to begin with, every skincare has a biohacking component to it, if you, if you think of it. But unfortunately, for, for many, many years, due to the really the uh, push of big money in skincare, maybe the last couple of years, a lot of celebrities came out with their own skincare line. But aside from that, um, it's mainly big money, big conglomerates that that own skincare brands and the way that they operate is not necessarily investing in education they want to know what you're already as a consumer what you already are educated about and they're going to make a product that corresponds with that so what we got were products that are very diluted and are basically just uh the same product repackaged maybe put you, you they they put another very, very, very small amount of active ingredient there. So you're not getting any results from your skincare. People are pretty much disappointed or they don't expect much from, from skincare, right? Uh, they wait for the next surgery, the next treatment, the next whatever. And skincare has become something uh, maybe like uh, that you need to do for maintenance, but it, it doesn't have to be like that. Obviously, taking care of our health is, it goes more than maintenance, right? What is biohacking? It's trying to change our biology, our our the way our body functions, either you know through changing the environment outside of our body, inside of our body, and that is what we believe in as the world's first biohacking skincare. So, I've been a biohacker for over a decade. I've consulted uh, to many companies in this space, mainly like medical companies that are looking to shift into being a consumer-based product B2C companies within the biohacking space. And within that uh, journey, I found that a lot of people are biohacking, but their end result, what they really want to do is to get results in the way that they look, right? They, they maybe are doing ice baths, they're fasting, they're doing this and that, hyperbarics, whatever. But the end result, they want to look in the mirror and, and tell themselves, wow, I really love who I who I'm seeing, who I'm looking at. And so we just cut to the chase. We just made products that are delivering that. And instead of looking what for the hottest word at the moment, we were looking at the hottest research at the moment. What are the best results we can get from molecules and really um, transit, translated them into topically available, bioavailable uh, top, you know, topicals. Another way to look at it, though, is taking products that are already in the market as far as the idea, a mask, a serum, a cream, uh, retinol, whatever that is, and biohacking it and looking at 
the the true purpose of that product and making sure we improve that through our through our biohacking tools that we have. So these are the two kind of I don't want to say dichotomies, but these are the two you know driving forces of us as a company. This is so cool. I am really excited to kind of get a little bit nerdy with you, if you don't mind me poking the bear, sure. uh, so to speak. I would love to find out why you chose NMN as opposed to, say, NR. Uh, and for anybody listening, these are two, uh, you know, s- somewhat popular longevity supplementations, uh, nicotinamide, riboside. Um, and I'm not going to even pretend to remember what NMN stands for. Uh, Yeah, there you go. Um, And so I take NMN orally uh, as per David Sinclair's suggestion, along with resveratrol every other day. I haven't noticed anything really of, you know, from ingesting it uh, on skin. I'm curious though, if I were to take that powder and turn into a paste, if uh, that would, there's no, you have to, what do you do to the NMN to make it absorbed through the skin? Okay, so actually we use both. We use both NR and NMN. And to backtrack, I'm going to explain what we're doing to it because it's kind of important. But just to backtrack, the way that we believe you could biohack your skin is first through good habits, um, you know, sleep, uh, nutrition, exercise, whatever you do do to keep yourself a healthy, optimized human. But then we need that the next you know, the, the next part of the pyramid is fueling repair processes, reparative processes. That's where NAD boosting comes into the picture. So NAD, nicotinamide adenine, di- nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide plus is basically cellular fuel for many of the enzymes that are responsible for repair. Okay. So all the repair processes in the body um, or 600 of them rely on N- NAD. The problem is, is that NAD only exists inside our cells for the mo- for almost exclusively inside the cell and outside of our cells. They, it doesn't really exist. What exists are the building blocks, things that are that are much easier for the body to move around and then build NAD within the within the cell. You can imagine, I don't know, building Toyotas in Mexico, I don't know where they build them for the US, but they're not just going to ship Toyotas all over the place. It's much easier to shipping parts and rebuilding them somewhere, right? Um, and if I had that that uh, streamlined operation where my company only knew how to ship parts of, to- of my car company around, if I just gave them a fully fully assembled car, they wouldn't have the ability to ship it around. Okay, or it would be more difficult. Our body kind of operates the same way. It has the specific highways to ship around these precursors. And that is why uh, we use NR and NMN, which are the best kind of easiest for the body to use precursors. Uh, And then these get shuttled. Actually, that's what it's called. They get shuttled into the into the cells. And that's where they are basically getting assembled into NAD+. Um, now, to your question, um, why can't we just take that powder and mix it into the cream and just put it on our face? The, the, the First of all, there are companies who do it. So if you Google NAD cream or whatever, you'll find a couple of companies or three companies that are doing it, but that's a gimmick. Do you remember how collagen used to be in every cream in the world? 
And then we found out, oh, that's fine. That's a good word. In the, and that's really what we need more of in specific areas of our skin. But the skin doesn't have the way to take it from the outside when we slather it on our skin into where it needs to go. We need to be more, we need to speak the body's language. And the same thing with, with, uh, with these precursors. So first of all, they need to be smaller than our pores. And they are normally not. So what we're doing is we're nano-sizing them. And we're also, we also need them to be very stable. So David Sinclair, he really believes in NMN and there is, and you mentioned NR. And why would, why would there even be a debate? Because NR or the ability to stabilize NR is a few billion or a few billion dollars industry that is patented. The molecule isn't patented because your body makes that molecule. It's impossible to patent that molecule, but the stabilization process is patented. And we use a different one because we use one that would be compatible with the skin and not ingestion, but making it so we lyophilize it. We coat it with a lipid layer, with a fat layer that your skin kind of knows how to unpack like a gift. And then it shuttles those precursors into your cells where they build NAD. Now, you asked me about uh, why am I not getting those skin benefits when I supplement on, on NAD or NAD precursors such as NMN or NR. The answer is research shows us that 95% of that molecule you've ingested, the direct translation into NAD is happening and staying in the liver. So your liver is getting amazing rejuvenation rejuvenation effects and obviously that's going to affect your entire body but the rest of your body settles for five percent and that's all there's also a hierarchy so then it goes to our muscles brain heart etc our skin which is a huge organ gets extremely little amounts and again it disperses throughout that organ and the skin actually needs the most nad because nad as i said it fuels repair processes right there has just been a research that, that come out, I think, the last month showing that most of what we call aging in the skin that is, is not the same as other parts of our body because the skin gets DNA damage from outside elements such as, obviously, UV, but also pollution. Also, we're talking right now and we have blue light shining at us. That also creates DNA damage. So that actually depletes NAD levels. They, they show correlations with long COVID and NAD depletion. So NAD is really needed every time the body needs energy to repair itself. Um, and that is why we need something that raises NAD specifically in the skin. Because the skin, again, especially if we want repair in a specific place, right? If we imagine if we even had a pill that goes directly to the skin, you wouldn't be able to tell the that pill to supply more NAD to your un, to the crow's feet and not to the top of your foot or whatever, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm super into an interview when I just 
be quiet because <laughs> I recognize when I'm in the presence of someone who I can learn a lot from. And Amitai, I'm really looking forward to, you said that the Young Goose shipment of products are coming to my house today. Yeah. So by the time this goes live, I will have used been able to use the products and I'm always looking for new products and innovation, innovative products to support my clients. I work with like 13 different brands, I always mix and match, find the, you know, the duds, the superstars, we threw that for my for my clients. And I'm really excited to try your products. Some of the things that my clients will say to me, actually, one of my clients just the other day in a session, she said, I pick up a product and I'm really hoping it's going to do what it says on the back of the box, but then it doesn't. And I just think that this is really smart what you're doing by giving the skin products that are cofactors for healthy skin cellular processes. Mm -hmm. And to, of course, support and speed up the skin cell cycle, which does get a little bit sluggish as we age. And uh, Amitai and I did a, a pretty big deep dive also on the Rachel Varga podcast too, uh, where we actually met for the first time. So this is the second time we're connecting. So I have some more questions for you yeah. in this in this episode. So do you mean lyophilization or liposomal? So we lyophilize the product, but the product itself is liposom liposomally wrapped okay liposome is, yes. is, yeah. is a yeah yeah so what that does everyone who's like what does this mean like nanotechnology and skincare you need to give these agents a delivery system into the skin cell itself so this is how we do it we wrap it up and then it can actually make its way into the skin cell for these different various cofactors to then be received this makes perfect sense to add this type of care into uh, a biohacking stack to literally start to feed the largest organ of your body. And when we chatted before, you mentioned that one of your favorite supplements was omega. Oh, 100% echo that antioxidants, omega, when I really bump up my intake, and I take my uh, antioxidant immune health stacks, my skin reaps the benefit. So coupling it both internally and also topically is really quite important. Um, so nanotechnology has had a little bit of flack uh, in the skincare industry with things getting sort of like too deep in the body. Uh, but I'm assuming there is a bit of like a time release component with your products, which is pretty typical for lyophilization or, or liposomal type of delivery. But what are your thoughts on this upcoming trend on gene editing and skincare? I had someone's PR agent. I have a lot of uh, people's PR people reach out to me and say, hey, we want to have this person on the show. And I like to determine if I think someone's like a serial entrepreneur. Katie, you taught me this as a professionally trained journalist. So when you hear about some of these new innovative skincare products that are focusing on editing your genes, does that kind of set off a couple alarm bells for you, Amitai? It's, um, I think it's convoluted, to be honest with you. And it's not to say that it doesn't work or that it, in the future, we're not going to see something more advanced than what's happening right now. But to me, gene editing right now is almost like saying the word Botox. Again, which obviously no one's going to argue that Botox doesn't work, right? But we have many, 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 many different genes that are basically are intertwined and their action affects another gene affects or, or there are many genes that kind of do the same things in different parts of the body. And the ability to edit a, a specific, do you remember like, 
um, that fad that said, oh, there's the warrior gene. Do you have the warrior gene or you don't? That doesn't work like that. There are families of genes. There, it's, it's extremely um, deceptive to say where we can edit a specific gene and then affect completely how that person looks or how the person's going to look in a long time. And exactly like Botox, you're really talking about something that is going to be very, very short-lived because we're not editing, editing epigenetics per se. We're just editing genes. Um, so that's number one. It is very, very, very difficult to affect the entire organism by editing, by having a silver bullet of gene editing. That's number one. Number two, what I would have liked to see maybe in place of gene editing is what we're doing, but we're only one company. There is, there is a lot of place to do it, uh, is hormetically changing uh, epigenetics. So what we're doing is we are kind of mimicking natural signals that a body or the skin, the body is going to experience and ramp up its regenerative processes or the expression of a series of genes and then that can be a much more holistic approach to affect how our genes function. So we have a serum it's called ProCare, which is basically our kind of maybe more advanced, most advanced anti-aging product. And what this, what it does, it ramps up the activity of 14 different genes. But we're doing it with one molecule. How can we do that? This is a a cue for the body to you know to kind of reboot its its youthful state and then create more of the molecules that are being expressed in a younger skin. And that is much more efficacious in the long run, if you could do it on a daily basis, than editing something once and thinking it's going to last forever. As a general rule for me, in biohacking in life, our body responds to low levels of continuous stress or, or challenge or whatever, much better than it responds to uh, uh, one-time silver bullets or or high levels of of repair and stress 99.9% of the time. I mean, this is the thing about the biohacking world that has really disturbed me over the last, you know, five, 10 years is like people latch onto these concepts, these ideas, you know, things like gene editing, right? And then all of a sudden it becomes a marketing term. And then everyone is somehow subtly using it in their products, kind of coming back to what you said about the collagen. And it just, it irks me because there's, it feels like oh my gosh, like this one person had one good experience or was paid to say that this gene editing cream worked really well for them. And then all of a sudden, all their friends are saying, oh yeah, did you try the gene editing thing? And it's like, whoa, 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 misinformation alert. Like, come on, let's all get back to basics and talk about like what's like the way you explained it is perfectly clear and very simple. Like to be able to do that in a silver bullet way for your whole body, like near almost impossible. We can get there someday, but not right now. So stop putting that stuff in your products. And ugh, I just wanted to make, make that very clear how much this frustrates, I'm sure everyone on this call, but yeah. coming back to the biohacking thing, like what, I mean, obviously there is a lot of misinformation in the, the, that world as there are in, in any health and fitness space, but what do you think is actually missing from the biohacking space that you, you haven't seen? And I'm sure this is going to tie into what young goose is doing. Yeah. So 
I so obviously we're trying to resolve what is missing within the the beauty space, right? And that's what we're more aware of. Uh, what we're trying to do, um, especially through education, is tying everything back to the skin. But as an example, how things can be tied in together. Okay, what I mean by that is I'm trying to take uh, a person uh, that is an expert in lymphatic drainage and explain how lowering the toxicity or the toxic load in the body will affect your skin in the end. But obviously, if you are a an athletically declined person, if you are solving mathematical riddles in you know, and that's what you care about. Um, if you, whatever, wherever your ego is parked, I call it, whatever is your driving force, it is going to tie up to a holistic approach to health. And I think what happens is that dance is happening in biohacking in, and in probably in any wellness oriented industry is a dance of understanding that everything will improve if we, if we improve our overall health. And then the craving to, you know, to we're getting drawn to improving specifically what we care about. And then we realize again that we need to improve the entire organism for that to really happen and back and forth and back and forth. I remember when I was I don't know, 17, 18, and I was trying, starting to lift weights and there were like the skinny legged people in the gym. And I remember uh, a like this huge bodybuilder lecturing another pretty big per bodybuilder, but not as big, lecturing him and telling him, well, if you're not going to do your legs, your body will inhibit growth in other areas. Like your legs have to grow in order for you to grow your fill in the blank, your biceps or whatever. And obviously that ties into any other process in the body. If you're going to go back to the liver, if your liver is not going to function optimally or is going to be, you know, whatever inflamed or whatever that is, that is going to really affect your entire organism. And when I go and speak at conferences or whatever that is, the, uh, my approach or the, the plan for the next year or two years is doing the opposite is saying, you know, guys, if you are, if your skin, by the way, is the driver of overall aging, if your skin is aging, if you're incurring DNA damage, and senescent cells, which both of them are extremely cumulable in the skin, you are affecting your entire organism. You cannot have poorly functioning skin and have a optimally functioning brain, for example, or fill in the blank, whatever that is. That's what I feel is missing. Tying everything back together, understanding we're an entire organism, affecting the body as a whole, and then figuring out how we have maybe small refinements for a specific need. Rachel, weren't we just talking about this like last week where it's like you never see somebody with good skin that eats poorly, right? No, never. I mean, the, it's going to catch up with them. And same with living that issue lifestyle, like you're talking about drinking alcohol. Heck, I haven't had a sip of alcohol in quite a few months. And, you know, I feel really good mentally. I feel sharp as ever. I primarily, as you guys know, do biohacking to assist uh, with reducing pain and headaches from previous accidents. 
But at the same time, I'm getting the best skin of my life. And when those accidents happened, oh my gosh, did I have just breakouts of acne on my face, on my neck. It was quite remarkable, actually, what my skin showed me because there was quite a bit of inflammation and injury that was happening. You know, my brain got rocked a little bit too. And the brain is basically the control center, the pineal gland and the brain control absolutely every organ of your body. And the, lar the largest organ of the body is the skin. So when we're looking at living a healthy lifestyle, it and you're creating a company, if you really want that company to be successful, especially in the biohacking space where you're working with a lot of highly discerning clients, I meet with clients all the time, they could be, you know, newbies to biohackers, or they can be advanced and will nerd out, it's super fun. Uh, but they're not going to get the same results from skincare and rejuvenation, dermal rolling, if they're, you know, drinking and smoking and not eating right. And I've seen this with my clients time and time again, where they can throw all the money in the world at me and see me almost every week or two for rejuvenation. And it's just it's just not working. And then I see people in their 60s to 80s, and they live a really great lifestyle. And they're meeting with me for the first time. It's just quite remarkable, the difference and contrast with people that I work with and meet and observe. And so what I love about you, Amitai, is that you also have a podcast and a show. And, you know, I do as well. There's some really cool parallels and overlaps with uh, Amitai. And I, everybody is kind of like, uh, it's just really fun connecting with, you know, fellow yeah. like-minded individuals in the space. And I truly believe to have a successful company, you have to walk the walk, you got to talk the talk. And why not put out additional resources to help your clients and customers and audience members live their best life. So why is it important for you that Young Goose have its own show and podcast? Well, you, I think you've kind of answered the, the question by explaining that, that connection you just have, but I'm even going to refine it more and, and, and explain maybe how we look at it. First of all, it's important because no one's going to have good skin just by using products, as you said. Okay. It's impossible. It is impossible. If, Wait, if this is have, a news alert to me. It, it's impossible? Impossible. Really? Okay. <laughs> the reason it's, it is impossible, it's because whatever you have, your, your, if you have good skin right now, you're actually enjoying good habits that you've had. You're, you're, whatever you're doing wrong right now, you're going to be paying for in the future. Uh, obviously, if I'm going to tell you that it is impossible to have a healthy body, while eating McDonald's as your main food source. And then you're going to say, ah, I don't know about that. I just had McDonald's and I'm feeling, feeling great. That's fine. But you may, you've probably maintained your health until that point. Right. But we, we as hum humans were really, really, really poor at understanding the accumulation of small decisions that accumulate over time. Uh, so I think that's an imperative being that good angel, on the on the shoulder of that person all the time kind of dripping in their ear that they need to have a better control on their micro decisions to me is actually the best thing someone can do to the world and obviously if i understand the idea of skin aging and i can talk through that lens that is just my lens to affect your micro decisions but I think is something that maybe would, would tie it up better for people is that 
Do you know that they did a research on children and the way that they grow? And they don't grow linearly. They don't grow every day by, you know, a fraction of an inch. That's not how it works. They're going to measure them for a couple of days, three days, four days, five days, and they're not going to grow at all. And then literally overnight, they're going to grow a significant amount. And unfortunately, that's that's also how aging works, okay? We're not aging every day just a little bit. What is happening is that we are maintaining our health in order to withstand whatever major challenge is coming later on in a much better way, whether it is a night of bad sleep, whether it is radiation that we got exposed to and we were not even aware of, whether it is, unfortunately, sometimes these are accidents, surgeries, um, whatever that is, but we're not aging linearly. So we, the idea is to make sure that we make micro decisions right now that improve who we are dealing with the challenge, whether we know it's coming or not. Most of the time, obviously, we don't know that it's coming. Yeah. And just to add to that, there are so many ways now that we can also measure these things and start to quantify and understand where we're at. I mean, there's biological age tests, right, that are methylation-based tests. There's HRV scores. There's blood work that you can do. So there, there are ways to just sort of put the pieces of the puzzle together and track over time. So it's not like you turn you know, a certain age, and then you're like, Oh, my gosh, what happened? You know, I, I feel like everything's messed up. It's like, no, if you if you're keeping up on it, and you're measuring and, and tracking over time, you can start to see when things start to shift, you know. Yeah. Um, anyway, I just, uh, I am fascinated. I think we're gonna need to do a round two, because I have so many more questions. And I know we're up on time, but anything else that we can kind of leave as a little breadcrumb for our listeners to come back and maybe they'll go and explore your podcast. Any other closing words you want to say? Well, uh, the only thing maybe I mentioned the way that we perceive skin health in general and that pyramid. So we just mentioned the two major ones, which is good, healthy lifestyle that leads to general good health and then fueling those repair processes. I would like to say that the next part of the pyramid, a smaller part, but still a part is, you know, correct stress and stimulation. And then the last one is protection. Protection should be obviously mainly physical, wearing different things, you know, making sure we, we, we absorb sunlight in the right time of day, etc. We, which obviously anyone can Google and figure out what I'm saying, but it's very important to kind of make sure that we understand it's it's it, these are all habits, okay? It's a lot to take in, but every small step counts. And in seven years, whoever you are right now is going to be a completely different person because every cell in your body changed. So from this moment on, you're literally, literally making that person seven years from now. So just make the best decision for that. Absolutely. Well, everyone, thank you so much for hanging out here on the show. And um, one of the things that I like to use the podcast platforms for is on the Rachel Varga podcast. It's almost like daily hits of, okay, you need to do this today. You need to do this. Here's an update and, you know, my world to extend to you. And then Beauty and the Biohacker podcast, we really nerd out and do a bit of a more of a, a biohacking deep dive, a little bit more advanced for some audience members. So that's why you're here. And mm -hmm. if you'd like to learn more about today's episode, 
Check out the show notes for exclusive savings on Young Goose. And as a thank you for listening to today's episode, there are some ways to save. And email us any questions and comments you have about today's show over at beautyandthebiohacker.com, where you can actually email Katie and I directly there and check out some of our favorite things on the beautyandthebiohacker.com slash favorites page as well. Amitai, it was a pleasure having you on the show. We can't wait to, you know, future collaborate with you uh, more. And also I'm excited for my young goose shipment that I'm going to get started and try with today. And trust me, I'll be reporting back. And I look forward to hopefully integrating uh, some of your products actually into my client care and all that. And thanks for doing the work that you do. It's really obvious that you are a person of integrity, you have passion, and you can't teach passion as Katie and I have been told recently. And it's just so nice for us to connect with, you know, like minded humans that are on a similar mission. So thank you for what you're doing. The pleasure is all mine. All mine. Yeah, keep feeding those geese, please. They, they look great. They're doing really well. They're looking more useful we're gonna, these days. We're going to feed them only with sourdough and gluten-free uh, rolls. No problem. <laughs> Amazing. It was so nice to meet you, and I can't wait for part two for sure. It's a little for be sure. super fun. Thank you guys so much for tuning into Beauty and the Biohacker today. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to leave a comment or share it on your social media account and we'll give you a shout out. And don't forget to head over to beautyandthebiohacker.com to check out all our episodes and our favorites page where we include our curated list of products with special discount codes just for you guys. And while you're there, sign up for our newsletter because we're sharing some exclusive content and giving ways you won't want to miss.